You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysrunacouch.com. Apologies for my voice. Not feeling great. Wasn't feeling great yesterday, but I powered through. Today, it's kind of in a weird state. So, forgive me. I'm going to try and get through this. And, you know, we can have some fun discussion on the back half of this. We can talk about yesterday's simulated victory for the Blue Jays in their series finale against the Red Sox. That... That was fun to watch. And and not for the usual, hey, let's shoot off some fireworks reason to watch. It was just, you know, peaceful, which is something the Blue Jays have def- definitely needed from their starting pitchers. So we'll talk about that. We'll preview tonight's game against the Reds on the virtual diamond. But we begin with real life stuff to talk about. I I try to provide the virtual stuff as much as I can for whatever distraction it's worth. But um, last weekend, MLB and the Players Union agreed to a framework for getting back to baseball in 2020. And I know that's what everyone's waiting for. They want to know when things are going to come back and things are going to be, you know, again returning to some level of normalcy it's it's gonna be a while because uh you know espn's jeff passan broke it down when the return was set to come out and they want to do it when there are no bans on mass gatherings that would limit the ability to play in front of fans that's gonna be a while the way the American response to this virus has been, I don't see that being lifted for a good period of time. Like, we're talking, you know, late summer at best. Um, there are no travel restrictions throughout the United States and Canada. Guess what? You don't get that virus under control. There are going to be restrictions between the U.S. and Canada. So, oh for 2 so far. And then medical experts determined that there would be no health risks for players, staff, or fans, with the commissioners and unions still able to revisit the idea of playing in empty stadiums. Now, the empty stadiums thing has been floated as long as this has been known to be a potential threat to anyone playing baseball. So, I'm actually more in favor of the empty stadiums idea as opposed to just waiting until the mass gathering ban is lifted i mean it's it's going to be weird not seeing fans reaching over the fence for foul balls that they shouldn't be reaching over but that may be a blessing in disguise and you know baseball gets most of its revenue nowadays from tv contracts and If this allows them to fulfill those and get some cash going into the sport. So, 
you know, maybe they don't have to lay off a bunch of employees or just not pay their minor leaguers. It can only be a benefit. So I I think the empty stadium thing is something they should look into first before they start talking about let's let's bring the fans back in. Cause that's gonna be a while the way things are breaking down. But you know, union head Tony Clark was very adamant that the players do want to play. They want to get back out there. They're very open to that empty stadium possibility and, and playing at neutral sites. I think a lot of us are here for it. I mean, I've, I've heard talk on both sides that, oh, you're, you're taking away uh, something the fans have earned if you have to play games at neutral sites. I'm like, I would much rather, you know, be able to bask in the glory of my team from wherever I am as opposed to just having to do it in person. I mean, as we've said on this podcast, to the benefit of baseball and to the detriment of baseball, flags fly forever no matter how you got them. I still think the Astros flag should be taken away, but unfortunately they will still remember that. Also, one of the biggest concessions that the players union did get was confirmation of a full year of service time even if the season is canceled that is huge because then that means los angeles acquired mookie bets and got none of mookie bets if the season is canceled that means a lot of free agents suddenly hit the market and Honestly, they don't have a lot to differentiate themselves from 2019, but that's that's a lot of younger guys that that players can, you know, can take advantage of the situation and get that contract that they want. It also means some of the younger guys, they don't have to worry about service time manipulation because no matter what, if you played, you're going to get a full year anyway. So... That means there's less incentive for the Blue Jays to keep Nate Pearson down. There's less incentive for the White Sox to keep Michael Kopech down. There's less incentives for these teams to start playing with the clock like that because the clock has already been set. Now, if it is an abbreviated season, teams might decide to keep them down anyway, which would suck because then that means we wouldn't see Nate Pearson in a baseball stadium in the major leagues until 2021. And that is a disappointing prospect. So it, it it is a good thing for the players. Let's just hope it doesn't come to that. Um, the union agreed not to sue for full salaries in, a, in the event that 2020 doesn't take place. MLB is going to give the players an advance of about $170 million. So basically, what is that? 66% of Garrett Cole's contract is going to cover the entire league? Sure. Okay. You know, again, we've we talked about the owners really tightening up their purse strings and it it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I I think the players should have fought a little harder on that one, but here's probably one of the biggest ones that affects the Blue Jays, the 2020 draft is going to be shortened to five rounds. And, well, that that number isn't confirmed, but as few as five rounds is on the table. And I've seen ten rounds also 
bandied about. But either way, that sucks for the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays have the fifth overall pick. So they're not going to get to use that advantage the same way that other teams would. And, you know, that that benefits the bigger teams like the Yankees, like the Dodgers, like the Red Sox, and that they can offer these these prospects more money. I mean, you think about some of the guys the Blue Jays have been able to get at that lower slot, like a Rowdy Telez, just by offering them more money in that case. It's going to make it a little more difficult to play that game, and the Blue Jays aren't going to have as many picks to claim who they want it before everyone else. And, you know, with players only getting $100,000 of their bonus, there's less incentive for them to sign. So you basically have to make sure you already have something negotiated with someone or you're drafting a college senior that can't just be like, eh, I don't want to play for you. I'm going to go back and, and get my senior year. So it just makes the draft even more complicated than usual and not in favor of the teams it's supposed to help, which are the worst teams in the league. Granted, it doesn't seem to help the Marlins or the Tigers anyway, but still, you got to at least give them the chance. Um, the transaction freeze is already in place. We knew that was going to happen. That's a rough break for the guys who are free agents right now. Like, yeah, Seal Puig and Danny Salazar and them. So... I, I think it should have been available. Like, you could sign people, but you can't trade people. Or potentially release people. I I think you have to give these players more coverage in these instances. Just to make sure they're going to get through this alright. So, I... I don't know just how quickly this pushes the getting back to play line forward for Major League Baseball. it It's something that had to be done with a CBA negotiation on the horizon. They had to get something in place just to make sure these guys were taken care of, but it, it doesn't seem like they're being taken care of well enough. And again, that's par for the course with some of these billionaire guys. I mean, how many Major League Baseball owners have stepped up to the plate the way, say... Steve Ballmer of the Clippers has, donating $25 million. I mean, we're seeing sports teams lay off guys left and right, and Ballmer's out there giving millions away like it ain't no thing, because he knows it ain't no thing, because he's one of the richest people in the world. And these other guys are just just grubbing at this point. So it's really frustrating to see that. I mean, I'm happy that the Players Union was able to get something out of it, but again... It, it ultimately leaves me disappointed in how these players are being taken care of. And, you know, hopefully the season doesn't get canceled and it doesn't come to those those bare minimum payments that the owners are willing to make. And hopefully they get the money they deserve. And we, the watcher, gets the baseball they deserve. So that's my piece on that. We're going to talk about some happier things, some baseball-related things at least in a virtual sense, right after this break. Just a reminder, this episode of Locked On Blue Jays is brought to you by Withings. Do you hate stepping on scales? 
Maybe it's just because you haven't met the right one. A company called Whittings produced the world's first smart scale. They're still the best at it. Tom's Guide said so. They said they got the best smart scale for 2020. It'll help you lose weight. Because, you know, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools at your disposal. Whittings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. You step on and the data goes right to your phone, either via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, however you do it. The Whittings Smart Plus scale can get it to you. You just download the free app on your phone. Boom, it's there. And it gives you weight, full body composition, your weight trend, even a local weather report, just because. The scale can support up to eight different users and even know who's who when it steps on. So here's the deal for you. You can get 25% off a Whittings Body Plus right now at Whittings.com for a very limited time. So you go to Whittings.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash M-O-B to get 25% off that Body Plus Body Composition Scale. So once again, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB get 25% off that scale and start losing weight today you are locked on Blue Jays your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and we are back so let's talk about what happened last night in the virtual realm The Blue Jays ended their series against the Boston Red Sox. I said someone had to step up and, you know, show this team what it needed to do and and just instill a sense of pride, almost. And leave it to the guy that everyone expected to, to pace this Toronto rotation to go out there and do that. Yes, of course, I'm talking about Chase Anderson or Ace Chanderson, as he was called to me on Twitter. It was a very impressive performance from the former Milwaukee Brewer in that 6-1 victory over Boston. Anderson went seven innings. He only needed 86 pitches to do it. Didn't give up a run. He gave up three hits and three walks. He struck out four, but he was in control of that game. He did not let the big bats of Boston get comfortable. J.D. Martinez, 0 for 4 in that game. Rafael Devers, 0 for 4. Xander Bogarts went 1 for 4, but that's exactly what you have to do with that lineup is make sure the big guys can't hurt you, and that is what Chase Anderson did basically all day. He used everything in his arsenal to keep these guys off balance. He let the fielders do the work. He had a lot of lazy fly ball outs. And, hey, you'll take those as long as they don't leave the park. And for Chase Anderson, he did not leave the park. So that's exactly what you want to see from your pitcher. Was was ruthlessly efficient. The offense was all right. Ten hits, scored six runs. Uh, Travis Shaw went two for four. That was a big day for him. Um, everyone got a hit except for Vladdy. Which is a little weird, but yeah, um, you said Teoscar Hernandez had that two-run home run. Reese McGuire had a big two-RBI single. That that really put the nail in the coffin for Boston. And yeah, it was it was nice to see a little chain moving happening, which is what you have to do when you got a pitcher like Ryan Weber opposing you. Which no offense to Ryan Weber, but 
Giving up 10 hits and six runs over five and two thirds innings is exactly what I would have expected from a guy who, you know, made three starts last season and kind of a, a journeyman pitcher. So I'm glad the Blue Jays were able to take advantage of that, get that series split with Boston. We'll see if they can take advantage of a Cincinnati Reds team starting tonight that, again, lost a very key cog in their lineup. It was announced earlier today that second baseman Mike Moustakis would be out for four months with uh, with some issue in his shoulder. They, they gave it a shoulder inflammation. It's got to be a little more serious than that if it's going to knock him out for four months, so... I'm not sure specifically what the issue is, but, you know, we wish Mike a speedy virtual recovery from his shoulder issues. And again, it works to the Blue Jays' benefit if you look through the lineup. Christian Cologne was called up from Louisville. He is starting at second base. He will be leading off. And he's much less of a threat to go yard than Mike Moustakis, so... A little bit of a break for Trent Thornton, making his first start of the season. He earned that fifth spot in camp. He'll have to be able to make it count and and be able to again, much like the Boston series, avoid the big bats. You gotta you gotta pitch Joey Votto, Nick Castellanos, and Eugenio Suarez very carefully, and then you know make your hay against the rest of that lineup. Derek Dietrich's batting fifth tonight for Cincinnati. That's a guy you should be able to contain. So. That's what I'm going to be looking for for Trent Thornton tonight. Um, Rowdy Telez is back in the lineup. He had that home run in game two against Boston. So getting getting a little more run. Hopefully we start to see him a little more often than Derek Fisher. Because, come on. I, I'd much rather see Rowdy Telez up there. Even, even knowing how much Rowdy Telez swings at stuff, I'd rather see him than Derek Fisher. I'm sorry. And, you know, to give Derek Fisher credit, he did have a double in that game against Boston. But this is only hit so far this season. So, got to see a little more Derek. But um, what I also want to see is Danny Jansen start to get the bat together. He's batting 091. He went one for 11 in that Boston series. Randall Grichuk, two for 14 in that series, batting 143. Those those are a couple of guys the Blue Jays definitely want to get going. Just to have that presence at the bottom of the lineup. See what they can do against Tyler Molly tonight. Those updates will be available on Twitter for y'all to keep pace with. Had, had some good interaction last night. So I'm glad. And we'll, we'll keep this going as long as we have to. Which we will do now that we've reached the end of this episode. Just a reminder, if you want to follow the game tonight... Follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it serves a useful purpose in these trying times. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, however you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode and don't miss these updates as the Blue Jays continue their march to respectability. And follow the Locked on Jays podcast on Twitter and Facebook at that tag, Locked on Jays. And we will have some game action for you very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully the Blue Jays can have their first win streak 
of 2020 because we all need a win in these times. So tune into that. Or now that you're done listening to this episode, you can tell your smart device, hey, play Locked On MLB and get Sully's take on baseball news and historical figures from his perspective. It's a great perspective. I've been on that podcast. It's a good time. Check it out. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jsrunacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.